When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, we're not going to do a lot of uh, fantasy stuff here in the playoffs, we'll get to our DFS lineups and those kind of things yeah. here later in the week. We won't ignore it, though. You know, we will not right, ignore yeah, it, but, but we also times won't, are changing. Yeah, well, we also won't ignore draft time, no. uh, as we often do here. As we get into, it. we're kind of in that middle ground in between mm-hmm. fantasy and mock or drafting. Uh, so let's take a look here. Uh, P, P, uh, Pro Football Focus put out a mock draft. Okay, of the first round today. Who was it? Did they the the author on there? Uh, Trevor Sakana. Oh, it's, it's Trevor Good. Yeah. I think Trevor does really good work. Okay, so he has the Chicago Bears staying at the number one spot and mm-hmm. taking Caleb Williams, okay. which would mean that Justin Fields would be playing for somebody else Playing next for year. somebody else. So I, these mocks are interesting because there's going to be a quarterback taken at one, whether it's the Bears, whether it's somebody else, whomever. But that also means some other team that's quarterback needy ended up with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> you either trade it up if you're Atlanta. It's just the trickle-down effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know how you mock that up. And then some teams, or some editors just don't let you do trades either. Right. So if you're the Bears and you're sticking at one, you got to take a quarterback there, you know? Uh, at two, he has the Washington Commanders taking Drake May, the quarterback out of North Carolina. Side note, Bears offensive coordinator, former— Luke Getzee, yeah. Was let go today. Yeah. You know? Steel Valley dude that— uh, I was with it, Pitt, so I'm rooting for him. Uh, so Drake May from uh, North Carolina goes to the Commanders, in which case... It sure seems like the first two picks are going to be quarterbacks. Yeah. That would put the onus then on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. What do they do in that situation, in this scenario? And at three, the Patriots go Jaden Daniels, yeah, the quarterback out of LSU. I'm not saying that's shocky, but it's not as surprising as originally thought, you know, a month or so ago. I, I think it'll be interesting. Will the league... Or more importantly, whoever's picking three, most likely the Patriots, truly think there's three difference-making, top-of-the-draft-type quarterbacks. Well, and the big thing that you have to look at as well, Jaden Daniels played at Arizona, mm-hmm. or Arizona State, whichever one I think it was. Arizona State. Arizona, yeah, Arizona State, and LSU. Mm-hmm. He's going to be going to New England. Oh, you're talking about weather. And, weather is, yeah, like, yeah, how, yeah. Does he, how is he going to push the football Absolutely. in weather? He's also throwing to two receivers that are going to be in the first round. Yeah, you know, I like him a lot. What I've seen of him, I think he absolutely. No, I, I think worthy, he definitely but, deserves to be there. But he's not but, going to Arizona. But I'll bet if the Patriots rank the quarterbacks, they might not have them in quite that order. Sure, sure. I mean, you're at the mercy of where you're falls. at. Yeah. Right, right. Or they might think May and Williams are the only franchise guys, or Daniels and May, or whoever. Yeah. You know? uh, at four, then the Arizona Cardinals sit home and take Marvin Harrison Jr. They're in such a good spot. Because even if like Marvin would go at three, you'll get one of the tackles, or someone's going to be calling you to get a quarterback. You know, yeah. So, I mean, I think four is a real good spot for them, assuming they like Kyler, which I think they truly do. I don't yeah. think they're just BSing us. Well, I don't think they can really move on from him because of the contract yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of stuck. Yeah. Uh, at five, the Chargers then take Malik Neighbors, the mm-hmm. wide receiver out of LSU. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. At six, the Giants take Joe Alt. The offensive tackle at a Notre Dame. Okay. 
they're another one. They could go quarterback, they could go receiver, they could go tackle, and that's all the stuff that's going to go in this neighborhood. At seven, the Titans then take Fashanu out of Penn State, the other offensive tackle. That would make sense, too. I mean, I bet Levis is the guy. Actually, the owner basically said that when they let go of Rabel. We have a good young quarterback. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if you do. But, <laughs> okay. But yeah. I mean, yeah. two years in a row going O-line in the first round is smart. At eight, the Falcons then take Michael Penix, the quarterback from mm. Washington. Okay. I mean, I would think, of course, you can't look this far ahead, but if Fields is, goes somewhere, Atlanta's probably as good a shot as any. You know, but are they? You know, they're not going to trade the eighth overall pick for him. No, but they would do something different than Penix if yeah. they traded for Fields. Um, Penix makes sense. I need to watch him more, but I don't know if he's worthy of a top ten pick. But I mean, he's impressive. At nine, the Bears then take uh, Adunzie, uh, nice. the, the wide receiver out of Washington. So back to back Washington players. Um, their wide receiver group would then be pretty, oh. pretty scary. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty nice nest for Caleb Williams or Fields if he stays. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're you're doing it right around your quarterback. At ten, the Jets take Talisi Fuaga out of Oregon State, the offensive tackle. Okay, and I say they're another one that even at ten should have plenty of tackles to pick from or a receiver, which is their biggest needs. Yeah. At eleven, still no defensive guys. A little shock here. The Vikings take Bo Nix, the quarterback out of Oregon. I'm not a fan of him at all. I need to do a lot more work on him, but I've seen a few people think he's a mid-first. I've seen most people think he's a second. And he's another one that's old. I don't care about old. Pickett was I, old. Yeah, I don't I care mean, about the old. old. Right. I care about things like ball placement. Mm-hmm. And the offense that he played in was just, okay, just drop back and throw the ball sideways 45 yeah. times a game. yeah, yeah. And the other one, I don't know if McCarthy will end up in the first round or not either, but I have some doubts. I don't, yeah, I don't too. think he belongs there either. Yeah. Who was, who ended up taking him? The Vikings. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're a team that should take a quarterback. Even if they were signed cousins, yeah. they should consider it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't love that. Uh, maybe, uh, again, I'll I'll look at more tape as this whole process mm-hmm. goes on. I've only watched him a couple of times By this no year. I've watched experts, him, you right? know, in his days back at Auburn. Like, sure. he's been around forever. I know the draft Knicks will say the Auburn version was undraftable. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe yeah. that's clouding my mm-hmm. my vision on this whole thing, but I know as well that just because you go to another system and and throw the ball for four thousand yards, throwing the ball sideways eighty seven times yeah, a game, yeah, yeah. that it's doesn't good, do much for me either. They have good receivers. That's too, not yeah. going to cut it in the NFL. That doesn't translate. Yeah. Uh, at twelve, Denver takes Ed Dallas Turner from Alabama. Ed, I'm sorry, Edge, Edge, yeah, Rush, okay, Edge yeah, Rusher, yeah. Dallas Turner. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Ed Dallas. Uh, Dallas Turner, the Edge Rusher out of Alabama. Yeah, first defense player off the board. There's been a lot of consternation of who that might be. I mean, he's the name that comes up as much as any. Yeah. 13. I don't think they'll take a quarterback. No, I don't think so either. At 13, the Raiders take cornerback Nate Wiggins from Clemson. That's twice now we've seen him be the first corner taken. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, Opinions differ, but there's a lot of corners right in that neighborhood Yeah, that go in the next 10, 15 picks, which where the Steelers pick. At 14, the Saints take uh, Verse, the edge Jared rusher. Verse. Yeah, out yeah. of uh, Florida State. Yeah. if I hate this when people say this, but if he would have come out last year, he'd have been a top eight pick. That was kind of the consensus. Yeah. But people didn't scrutinize him as much because he didn't come out. He didn't out. come out. I don't yeah. need to do background checks and check your knee and all these things, you know. Uh, at 15, the Colts take Cooper DeJean. Cornerback out of Iowa. And your heart breaks. My heart breaks. Yeah. yeah. Good player. I can't 
any qualms with that. No. Uh, at 16, the Seahawks take Jerzon Newton, the defensive tackle out of Illinois. When they hired Dan Quinn as their head coach, that pick would make some sense. No, a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> I like that call, and they, that almost has to be a defensive pick. Yeah, has to be and something he's probably on the only surefire run stuff in. Does it all, yeah. yeah. Uh, at 17, the Jaguars take J.C. Latham, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Their line has not been great. No. Yeah, the goal line's the favorite to go there. How about this one? At 18, the Bengals take tight end Brock Bowers out of Georgia. I was going to say, I can't believe Bowers hasn't been picked yet, but he's a hard guy to place. Yeah. I mean, I think with the last mock, he ended up in New Orleans. As good as he is, I mean, like, like Pitts went high, and did you get enough out of him? Yeah, you're and, not getting what yeah, you're not. Going back to Eric Ebron, I mean, do those guys come to the league and light it up? They're good, not great, you know. Yeah, I can't. I mean, to me, taking a, fan, but... taking a tight end in the top half of the first round. I, mm-hmm. I get it if you're in the bottom half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the top half of the first round. Yeah, if you're a playoff type team, you give me Brock Bowers. I mean, there are, there are other wide receivers still available in this draft. Like a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, there's the Florida State kid. There's yeah. the other LSU dude. I mean, that are first round type dudes. Yeah. I mean, Bowers. Who, is, who, what team was this? Cincinnati. It's another way to gain a weapon. Yeah. You know, I mean, if by chance it went Boyd's gone and they franchise Higgins, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if Higgins is gone, I'm taking the receiver. Right. Uh, at 19, the Packers take Terry on Arnold, the cornerback out of Alabama. Okay. I mean, Kool Aid's the bigger name, Arnold's the tougher, more physical, more of a slot, but can do both. Yeah. At 20, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Edge uh, Leitu Alatu okay. uh, out of UCLA. A lot of people think he might be the first defensive player off the board, but that's way up in the air. Yeah. At 21, the Cardinals, this is their pick from Houston, take Kool-Aid McKinstry, the cornerback out of Alabama. Anything on defense, I don't think anybody would complain one bit about. Yeah. And they ended up with Marvin, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah one. I, if I was Arizona, I'd love to get... A stud offensive player, one of the tackles, or preferably Marvin, and then defense, all like crazy. Yeah. 22, the Rams take our Marius Mims, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. That adds up. I mean, Havenstein's up in age, and their line needs some work. At they 20, could go a lot yeah, of directions. Yeah. They could. At 23, the Steelers take cornerback Enos Rakestraw out mm. of Missouri. Okay. Another one of these names. We haven't brought him up very much, but another one of these Probably first-round corners. Um, seems like everybody mocks a corner to the Steelers, which I 100% get. I mean, Porter in a first-round corner would look pretty attractive. Yeah. But I I don't think it's a slam dunk. That's the only direction they go. Yeah. That would be where I would lean at this point. but mm-hmm. Especially because that's where the, the best corners are going yeah. and it's a need. The way, and, the, yeah, way it's, yeah. the way the draft sets up yeah. and where you're going to be at. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, they it kinda, adds up, yeah. Mesh together. At 24, the Dolphins take Tyler Guyton, the offensive tackle out mm-hmm. of Oklahoma. Okay. I was watching a uh, Move the Stick special on NFL Network last night where they were previewing every <laughs> Senior Bowl player. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Senior Bowl, I forget his name, but he has been he does really good work, and I should know. Who's in charge of the Senior Bowl now? It used to be Phil Savage, now they gave it to him. Yeah. Was to, and everybody said this about Jim. Uh... Yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> Jim, whatever. <laughs> Jim does good work. Yeah. But was talking about how... This guy, he thinks, is actually the highest ceiling of any of the tackles. And they were being critical. They weren't just pumping yeah. up all the tires just because he's an immense athlete. At 25, the Eagles take Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo. 
He could be in the mix of the Steelers, too. Yeah. yeah. Do they list height and weight on him? Um, I know none of it's official yet, but yeah, I think he's pretty no. well built. Uh, the Chiefs then take wide receiver Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU mm-hmm. at 26. I like him a lot. I, I, I Again, I, it's very early in draft prep, but I bet he doesn't last that long when it's all said and done. Then the Texans take Troy Fatanu, uh, the offensive lineman out of Washington. Mm-hmm. He's the Skaronsky type. Yeah. I mean, he's a little short. So you guard, so you tackle, plays hard. Who cares? We yeah, use yeah, him yeah. Uh, at 28, the Lions take Braylon Trice, uh, the edge rusher out of Washington. Okay, another guy that plays hard. He would fit that mold. Thicker. At 29, the Bills take Troy Franklin, wide receiver out of Oregon. Okay, but he's a little finesse guy. We were just talking Bills. Like, yeah. I would want some bigger bodies. Yeah. Uh, at 30, Bill's Cow- wide receiver is a little hairy. It's a, it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this digs around for the long haul, and yeah, yeah, that's a little hairy. The Cowboys at 30 take Jordan Morgan, offensive lineman out of Arizona. Okay. I assume they just think, you know, Tyron Smith isn't around yeah. forever. The San Francisco 49ers at 31 take Graham Barton, the offensive tackle out of Duke. Probably a center. Or he, he's going to do senior bowl. He's going to do center, guard, and yeah. tackle. Um, they need they, offensive They line. need everyone. Yeah. yeah, Everyone not named Trent Williams. He'd be a great fit for them. And then finally at 32, the Ravens take interior defensive lineman Leonard Taylor III out of Miami. Miami. Yeah. He was a big name on lists like a year they ago. They could lose Matabuke. That would, yeah, it would make a ton of sense. Yeah. Right? yeah I could see that. They get a little second round here as well. For teams um, that don't have a pick or whatever. Yeah, for teams that don't have a pick. So the Carolina Panthers with their first take first pick take Keon Coleman, the wide receiver out of Florida State. Yeah. Almost everyone has them mocked in the first round. Yeah. But, I mean, that would be a good receivers? get for them yeah. at thirty three. How many receivers can actually go? And the Browns take at fifty nine. That's where their first pick is at. Uh wide, to change. Yeah. yeah. Wide receiver Tez Walker out of North Carolina. Does receiver add up? I mean, they, they drafted might. Tillman. They're going to have cap issues. They're going to have cap issues. I don't think they'll lose Cooper. I think they'll lose guys like Conklin. I'm wondering if they might have to go O-line. Maybe go first running back off the board? So, yeah, they get a bunch of needs. They got for some a team interesting directions yeah. they could go, yeah. For a team that, that's uh, where they're at, um, they're going to have some holes to fill. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they don't have some – they're going to be picking they, in yeah. the 50s. Picking in the 50s and don't have a lot of cap space. Mm-mm. No, what you got is what you got. Yeah, they can have it. Just the the, the Sean Watson decision. Like you're married to the guy. Historically bad. Yeah, Yeah, you are married to that guy. I mean, like the the Russell Wilson trades kind of going down is one of the worst in history. It pales in comparison to what Watson would be. I mean, it's guaranteed money. You can't get out. You can't get out of it. It costs you more. Yeah. (laughs) And he has some off the field issues. Yeah. And oh, (laughs) by the way, when he's played. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. Wilson's <laughs> actually been better. He actually has been better than the two players, right? You'd rather play against Watson in a Browns uniform than Wilson in a Browns or Bren- or Broncos uniform. Or any uniform, really. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that is the uh, Trevor Sikema uh, mock draft on mm-hmm. Pro Football Focus. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get back to uh, talking, well, a little more serious uh, Steelers Bill like like type it. talk here. We're gonna take a break. He is the Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh Steeler fans, uh, you can uh, gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team. 
at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets. Or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. Get your gear so you can be ready for the playoff game this weekend. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, uh, we know that the uh, Buffalo Bills have an edge at quarterback sure, sure. this weekend. Everybody knows that. Yep, yep, yep. But how big of an edge is it? Let's uh, look here. Uh, we've done this throughout the course of the season. Look at Derek Clawson's quarterback mm-hmm. ratings here on the 33rd team. He's got a new one out here. Just the, ranking the playoff quarterbacks. Okay. Um, so we have 14 guys. Yeah. Let's I'm sure go. Rudolph's going to be very low. I mean, oh, he's played, I, played three games. Yeah. Right. He's played three games. He's played and well. He's not Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. Not surprisingly, he is number 14 on here. But what is surprising here is where Clausen has him. Write up is on his for his final regular season ranking has him 30th. Really? See, I think that's rough. I mean, are you comparing them to? Easton Stick, or are you comparing them to Herbert? I would guess he's comparing them to like East, the guys who were playing at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, so we talking about the, I mean, maybe not Mahomes' backup who rested, or, you know, Huntley, but are you comparing them to the guys the teams had to finish out with? I mean, like the Jets dudes? And, yeah. You know, like, I mean, he's better than all those type of guys. So here's what he has to say. Mason Rudolph was the Steelers' best quarterback this season by a lot. I don't feel right saying it, and there isn't a single person alive who could have predicted it, but it's the truth. Okay. If nothing else, Rudolph has given this offense some stability. He isn't creative or athletic and doesn't boast an impressive arm talent. I just kind of disagree with that. I think he's an above-average arm talent, yeah. especially in terms of controlling the ball. Right. You know, being able to put the ball where it needs to go and certain layering it down yeah. the middle and you know. hitting, hitting. You know, again, ball placement. Yeah, is such a big deal. One thing we haven't talked about with him that I'm impressed with. I wish I brought up more often. Is I always. I was rough on Kenny and the numbers back it up from 10 to 20 yards. I mean, that's that toughest area yeah. for the guys to throw. Rudolph's good between 10 and 20. Yeah. I mean, he has a real good feel for that, and he really has most of his career. Yeah. Uh, continuing here, but Rudolph at least understands how to play within the system and within himself. Through three games, Rudolph has primarily done well to handle quick, quick game passing and give his guys, namely George Pickens, chances down the field. Now, there's a high likelihood Rudolph turns into a corn cob against a serious competition. <laughs> uh, we've seen Rudolph start games in the past, and it didn't go nearly this well. But some of them they did. Yeah, yeah. I, people overlook some of his starts early in his career where he was pretty good. Um, like, if I were in Clausen's shoes or had to rank everybody from a totally national perspective, if Rudolph didn't turn into a corn cob in Buffalo— Although the weather screws up the your evaluation, going to be a, yeah. yeah it's also is the Baltimore problem, but I, I guess a better way to put it is if it was a clean game and he didn't turn into a corn cob, I would move him from thirtieth to twentieth. Like give yeah. me one more data point to give you the big jump. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just haven't quite seen enough to you know really evaluate him properly. Uh, Rudolph at least gives the Steelers a better chance than Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky did, and that's worth something. So yes, however. I think Trubisky's a distant third. Distant. Third. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, largely I, because of things like the ball placement and things of that nature. And the turnovers and yeah. putting the ball in harm's way. Yes. Rudolph's not turning the ball over. Right. He's getting the ball to guys where they can catch and run with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't discount the fact that in three games, he has three three touchdown passes of over. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, the big gains are, are real. I would have. I would have loved, not at the expense of Rudolph. I'm very happy with what he's done, and he's winning games, and he's putting Steelers in the, the postseason. 
phenomenal. I mean, it's it, what he's doing numbers wise. Eye test is great. I just wish we could have seen Kenny in these games. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm I, with you. You know what I mean? I just you. for evaluation standpoint. At 13, he has Joe Flacco. Okay. His final regular season ranking for Flacco was 18th. Flacco versus Baker. The way Flacco that's like the same. Flacco turning the ball over is uh, that, that's going to bite. It's going to bite the Browns in the butt. I know, and it might do it this weekend. How about I saw this? So, no team in the playoffs has turned the ball over more times than the Browns. Okay. No team in the playoffs has turned it over fewer times than Houston. Yeah, Steelers right next to them, but okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're playing each other. They're playing you get each the other. team that turns it over the most against the yeah. team that turns it over the least. Right. It's kind of like the Steeler game, though. I yeah. mean, like, the Bills have a ton of turnovers, but they turn you over a ton. Yeah. The Steelers have no turnovers. That's like Houston. Yeah, so I... I, I That's interesting, though. I mean, you got to think Houston's going to win the turnover battle. You would think, I mean, especially at home. Favorite, yeah. yeah, right. Um, you know, I know the 13 touchdown passes and everything are great for Flacco, and, oh, he's throwing the ball. Look at all the yards he's piling up and all that stuff. Yeah. That's great. I mean, he has some miraculous plays. But you see, he's thrown eight interceptions in five mm-hmm. games. I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I don't know if I'd take him or Baker, though. I assume Baker's next on the list. You are correct. Okay. His final regular season ranking was 16th. Because Baker's had a rocky career, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, I'll say this. Baker has the much better matchup this week oh, yeah. against that Eagles secondary. Oh, yeah. At home. And the way Philly does not rush the passer like they used to either yeah. to make up for it. Yes, he does. So that'll be interesting yeah. in terms of that. At 11... This might shock people. Is Tua doesn't shock me. He, he his final regular season ranking was 14th. I think he's gonna have a really tough time. He's never played in weather in his life. Yeah, and it's gonna get weather, and it's gonna be windy against a good defense. Maybe without Waddle, uh, he worries me. Yeah. So they have a huge decision coming up. You know, like all his contemporaries in that class have been signed to big deals: Hertz, Herbert, Burrow. I look at him almost like the Niners did with Jimmy or the Rams did with Goff and be like, if we really want to get to, the, we got to trade for Stafford or trade up for Lance. Well, they don't always work. One of them did, one didn't. You're not going to get Purdy in the seventh round every year. I wonder if, I mean, that's going to be the conversations they have in the building now. Yeah, they probably already have oh, some yeah, of those conversations. Uh, no question. At 10 is Jalen Hurts. Wow. His final regular season ranking was 9 I agree. But he's got him at 10 in the playoffs. He's not playing well. He's not. And he says Jalen Hurts remains the toughest quarterback to rank. Agreed. It's another one. It's too early to say this, but inside the walls are the Eagles going, we gave him a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, he's a superhuman being and a great leader and tough, but he doesn't throw in the middle of the field. Ever. (laughs) Right. Ever. And everybody knows it. At eight is Brock Purdy. His final regular season ranking was 12th. I would have him over Hurts right now. Yeah. I mean, I know Clawson's been hesitant to jump on Purdy, as of I, as of you, but he's better than Hurts right now. I mean, I, I'm glad that Jordan Love's name hasn't been brought up yet. I mean, Love's doing some tremendous stuff. At eight, final regular season ranking was 13th. Eighth is Jared Goff. I think I'd take Purdy over Goff. Now, you could say you could flip their situations, but golf's got a pretty good situation. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. 
Not bad. Uh, at seven, his final regular season ranking was 11th, is Jordan Love. Okay. His final regular season ranks don't add up with his postseason ranks yeah, necessarily. I, yeah, it's kind of weird. What changed in the last two days? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think any more tape came out. But what Love's done has been really, really good. At six, and his final regular season ranking was seventh, is C.J. Stroud. Yeah. If the He's Texans, ahead of those guys. If the Texans win that game against the Browns this week, it's because C.J. Stroud had a, had a good game against yep. the Cleveland defense, which isn't as good on the road. So... This is more of a betting nugget, but I heard it on the way here. The Browns played Houston recently, as you remember. Yeah. And it, Stroud wasn't in. Right. And I think they were favored by two and a half. And now with Stroud, they're favored by three and a half. Yeah, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's a one-point difference one way or another. And, like, Stroud's worth more than that. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt no about doubt. it. Yeah. Like, they lost points. I think it's the other way around. I think yeah. it's, they were three and a half, now it's two and a half, or whatever. But they're only counting the bump from Keenum, is it? Right, it was, it was Keenum and Davis Mills both played. Yeah, to Stroud is more than one point. Is Houston's point. a dog. Well, whatever it was before, it's only one point difference with Stroud in there. As Houston's a three-point dog now as okay. we sit here. So I think they were three and a half then. Like, it's not, it doesn't add up. Yeah, no, it doesn't add up at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the points all day in that. Yeah, me too. Uh, at five, his final regular season ranking was five, is Dak Prescott. I'm fine with that, yeah. At four, his final regular season ranking was fourth. Well, now these match up more. Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. Stafford versus Dak is a conversation, but to win a big game, NFC Championship, I'm going with Stafford. Yeah. They've both done it before. Mm -hmm. People forget. Uh, at three, his final regular season ranking was third, is Josh Allen. Okay, what do they say about him just since he's on the docket? Josh Allen covered every single inch of the Josh Allen chaos spectrum to take down <laughs> the Miami Dolphins for the division in Week 18. That is 100% correct. Nate, Nate Tice calls him yeah. Captain Chaos, yeah, which I find funny. Uh, Allen threw two interceptions in the first quarter. The first pick was a clear red zone miscommunication with Gabe Davis. The other was a fourth, down, fourth and two heave into triple coverage after scrambling outside the pocket. Truthfully, seeing the two picks in the box scores feels a lot worse than what those plays were in reality – a faultless accident and an arm punt. One was an arm punt. Yeah. Which should be counted different, but okay. Everything Allen did outside of those two plays more than made up for it anyways. Allen went nuclear for the rest of the game, be it sideline throws to Dalton Kincaid, off script darts to Stefan Diggs, wheel routes to Khalil Shakir, or a third and 13 scramble to get the job done by himself. Allen did it all. You just have to accept the chaos that comes with Allen. More often than not, it comes out in the wash, and he gives you some, a winning performance that kind of volatility is coveted in the playoffs anyways. I would argue, though, I believe the Khalil, uh, not the, the Trent Sherfield touchdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that not was, exactly the way he drew it up. That was a third down play. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. They would have had to kick a field goal there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a four-point swing. Presumably. That's yeah, a four-point yeah, yeah. swing on a ball that you carried off the head of one of the defensive players. <laughs> right, right. He got his toes in. That very easily right. could have been intercepted. I mean, that's Josh Allen in a nutshell. No, absolutely. And that could have been a pick six the other way. Or, right. I mean, right. Could have been anything. At that point. Right. It just happened to be a touchdown. And that, that one, right. And that was really... I don't know if it was third and one or if it was third and eight or yeah. what. I mean, what the... What, well, it was, I think it was from like the two or the four or whatever it was. Okay. So they'd but, probably kick it, but who knows? But yeah, yeah they probably at that point in the game you're probably going to kick because he'd already thrown one mm -hmm. red zone touchdown, a red zone interception. You'd, well, the other one was a the punt. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but he he thrown two interceptions total. He got down there. You probably you probably just take the points. I think it was at that point it was still seven nothing. Yeah. No, he, they weren't two red zone. They were two yeah. end zone, not red zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. Yeah, that's that was not fluky. planned. That yeah, was fluky. That was fluky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, we always talk about like turnover worthy plays. Well, that was like the opposite. Yeah. That was like turnover worthy, but touchdown end up being the result. Yeah. Like that happens one out of a thousand times. Yeah. To Trent Sherfield. <laughs> it wasn't Larry or Calvin Johnson. It wasn't Diggs that got his feet in the back of the end yeah. zone. It was Trent Sherfield. <laughs> uh, at two is Lamar. And he okay. was two in the regular season. I know Clausen's never going to move off Mahomes, and, and I totally yeah. get it. One you know? is Mahom, Mahomes. I'm sure he's not saying Mahomes had the best year. He's just yeah. the best player. I just wish he had – I would love to see what he said about Mason Rudolph last week. Yeah. After, after yeah, the yeah. Seattle performance. No, I hear you. Um, but that's that's what he has, that's how he has him ranked right now. Um, I can't fight. I mean, I don't I, know I'm how not going to fight that Mason right. Rudolph's the 14th best quarterback. Right, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's better than Jared Goff. No. You know I mean? Like, they're going to go more off But of I do think it's closer. Like, the next the next lowest-ranked guy from the regular season was 18th in Flacco. Yeah, yeah, Based like, on the guys who were playing at the end of the season. I mean, he's better than the Jets guys. And, yeah. You know, I mean, frankly, is he different than Levis? I mean, I'm just saying a small body Based on what dudes. they did right, right. this one year. One guy's been successful and one wasn't. You know, right. I mean, Rudolph, was, Rudolph was better than Levis, yes, based exactly. on what they That's did I mean. this year. Right. He's way better than O'Connell. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys that also have small bodies of work, but aren't good. Yeah, but don't have good results. I mean, the off- he at least has good results. Yeah, the offense looked much better, and his play was much better. Yeah, right. So, anyways, how about this? Okay, Nick Saban just retired. Really? Yeah. Wow. Some big dogs giving it up today. Yeah, old, this old is timers. Uh, right. Maybe Pete Carroll resigns so he can go be the head next head coach. Maybe at- Belichick's going to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a coveted job. That's crazy. That would be like the best job. How about yeah. that? Wow. Although there's a lot of pressure. Oh yeah, you being won the head bad coach year, right? Yeah, being the head coach. I mean, at you Alabama. know how much Saban lost last year, including the first overall pick, and they still made it to the playoffs. Like, that's not easy to swing. No. Yeah. So yeah, how that's, about that? That's big news. Maybe the best coach ever. College. College coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't work out so well in the NFL no, for him. No, no, Not so well. Uh, we're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, I have the injury report here for oh, the Steelers. Oh, good, good. Uh, so today, Minka Fitzpatrick, a full participant. How about it? Let's go. How about that? Uh, the Steelers did go over to Akershire Stadium today mm-hmm. to, uh, the to practice. Because the weather and the soft field and all uh, that. So they wanted to practice on grass. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to be outside. And they want to be outside. And so the the practice fields at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex were wet. Well, they just get pelted with yeah. weather for weeks on end, though. And as Mike Tomlin explained it, you also get a feel for the footing on heated grass. Oh. Because the stadium grass is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heated. Okay. And I assume Buffalo's field is as well. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's a different feel to yeah, it a yeah, little yeah. bit. So it won't have ice. It won't. There, there's no ice. Ice doesn't happen. But you're going to deal with some yeah. soggy footing. Right, so right, you right. kind of get a better idea of, okay, what kind of cleats am I going to need to wear? Okay. So we'll snow. I don't know if you know the answer to these things, but this, will snow not 
stick? Oh, it'll stick if there's enough. If, if there's it's enough. heavy enough, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not like you're gonna burn yourself touching the. No, the you grass. don't. No, it's right, not that. Right. <laughs> it just keeps it warm enough to keep the. Okay. The field from freezing. Turn to ice on you. Yeah, it doesn't okay. turn to ice. Okay. Uh, so there's not enough towering inferno under Accusure Stadium. It's not. What's the What's the name of this, the, the town in uh, Pennsylvania? Is it um, not Petrolia? Um, out east, it, it has the burning uh, coal. I don't know. Coal seams underneath right. it. I'll, I'll think. I just read about but it. But they didn't drill all the way to the core of the earth. They did not. Liquid no. magma coming. Okay. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> okay. It's not a volcano. No. Right. Uh, so Minka Fitzpatrick, a full participant. Uh, Najee, right. Najee Harris didn't practice today, but that's that so, same I don't issue. Want him to practice. Yeah, okay. he's been fine the last two weeks, not practicing on he's Wednesdays. Had a thousand carries over that's the last fine. Two weeks. Don't. Yeah. Um, also not practicing was Isaac Samalu. That's been the same thing right. there. Perfect. Fine. I hope Cam um, Hayward didn't either. Yeah, T.J. Watt we knew sure. was not going to practice. Is there really a legit chance he could play next week if it gets to that? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. He'd probably have to wear a brace, mm-hmm. but yes, there's a, there's a chance That's that he could made play. Not made up. Okay. No. Uh, guys who were limited, Patrick Peterson. That was uh, that was a not non injury related mm-hmm. thing. Uh, just kind of taking a veteran's day off at this point. Uh, I know Mar- you're not disclosing secrets, and frankly, you weren't even there. I mean, do we think he's a corner again? I would guess so. I would guess yeah. so. I think that adds up for at least for this game. Yeah. Uh, and Landon Roberts with that pectoral injury was limited today, but getting back in he, the swing of things. He played right. through it last week. I'm hoping to see him for 50 or 60 snaps instead of 25-ish. Yeah. You know, right? uh, Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi both rested today. Perfect. Good. I have no issue with that. Yeah, it's January. Yeah. Let them take a break. One thing that kind of interested me, Matt, I was I was writing some stuff here this today, and guys like Alandon Roberts and Eric Rowe mm-hmm. played a lot of games in the AFC East. Yeah, they did. And I bet their share of playoff games, too. And their share of playoff games as yeah, well. I hadn't thought of that. Time. Yeah. Um, Former Patriots. Might and, yeah. be able to give you some, you know, hey, guys, when, when we played the Bills— or last time I was in the Bill Stadium. Yeah. Or, Here's what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just to kind of throw some curveballs at, and and this is something that Allen really struggled with. I'd say Allen isn't the same as Lamar, but there is something to seeing him in person. Yeah. I mean, everyone that's ever met. And him, the Steelers have played him each of the last previous I know, I know, two seasons, yeah. so that's not a big deal. But but there is familiarity there. I yeah. Mean, which is that? I mean, boy, these he guys play him twice a year. Thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, there's division stuff matters. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the bottom. It's line. the same Experience thing when we're talking about yeah Steelers versus Ravens. Well, they know each other so well. Sure. Well, these guys know. Just and to your point, I mean, like, are the Browns and Steelers the the second and third best team in the AFC playoffs? No, but if you're the Ravens, you might look at you them. Probably as. don't want to see either one <laughs> right, of them in the right, playoffs. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I that just struck me as I was I was doing that today. I'm like, yeah, both of those guys played a lot of the time, a lot of games against the Bills. I bet that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. I mean, it's still the same coach and quarterback for the Bills. Things change quickly in the league, but McDermott's been there a long time, and I'm sure Belichick told those guys, well, he likes to do this on third down. Yeah. He likes to blitz, you know. Yeah, you just, you know, our analytics said this, and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, okay, your analytics is saying the same thing. Well, here's how we handled that. Yeah, he always calls timeout here, you know, that kind of thing. Not that Tomlin doesn't know him either. Right. I I mean, mean, again, again, they've played each other. Right. Uh, So, for the Bills. they college teammates, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. if they're teammates, I know they went to college together. He was a couple years younger than Tomlin, but they yeah. were on the same teams there uh, at William & Mary. For the Bills, uh, Josh Allen was a full participant, but he's still dealing with that neck injury. Oh, I forgot about that, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Deion Dawkins with the hand issue was limited. 
It's a laceration. Yeah. Rarely, like it's pretty nasty. It was though. really ugly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they'll tape it up and he'll be ready to go, but I just wonder if there's... Can't be fun. No. <laughs> right. I mean, there was like, a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Davis did not practice. Okay. Rezul Douglas with the knee did not practice. Leonard. Those Flo- are the two to really pay attention to. Uh, yeah. Leonard Floyd, uh, veteran rest day, did not practice. Uh, same thing with Von Miller. And then Taylor Von Rapp. Miller to play? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Rapp, who's their third safety mm-hmm. and plays a, a decent Fair amount. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got a calf issue and did not practice. Yeah. They, I mean, they they live in nickel, but if you come out with one receiver, they're going to play big nickel. You know, like some of these things we see that, you know, talk about personnel groupings doesn't tell you which five defensive backs are right. out there. Just there's five defensive backs. Well, yeah. it's different if Rapp's out there versus Russell Douglas. Particularly. But he plays a lot. If you're running the ball. Hundred percent. They think that you're going to run the ball. They're going to maybe they go big nickel, mm-hmm. and Rap will be out there. I mean, I know a key that we both think is important is the Steelers need to be the bigger, more physical team. Yeah. And I think on offense you can dictate that to them. So Rap will probably be their answer in nickel. It'll be big nickel. Yeah. If he doesn't play, it's a problem. Uh, some of the I other guys. Hamlin would get a hat if he plays. Maybe. I mean, he he hardly yeah. plays at all this year. He played like 111 snaps. Yeah. Um. Guys who were limited were uh, Deion Dock, as I mentioned, Terrell Dodson with that shoulder. Again, mm-hmm. he's important on the field a lot. Yeah. And then running back Ty Johnson with a concussion. I think he's just a special teamer at this point yeah. in borderline. Okay. Uh, the only other guys with full were Hamlin with a shoulder. I don't know right. how you hurt his shoulder since he never yeah, plays. He play, right. And Micah Hyde. Okay. Who's I mean, dealing, Hyde's. Hyde's got a neck issue. Okay. Now, I'll say, I say all this. The Bills' practice today was a walkthrough. Oh, really? They didn't have a full practice. Wow. It's a little late in the week for that, but eh, he knows the team. I mean, they played late Sunday in yeah, Miami. That was a physical true. game for them. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't get home till late and all that stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. They're, 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 on a different, they're on a much different clock than the Steelers. Yeah, they really are. The Steelers for, are a Saturday for, game versus yeah. the latest game of the week. I mean, it's almost like a two-day difference. Yeah, and it's not a short trip from Buffalo to Miami. And they're fortunate. I mean, if they would have happened to lose that game, they'd be on the road. Right, you know, they're, yeah. They're, I mean, then they really be. You up didn't know you had a home game. Yeah, I mean, so they could have got screwed a little bit on that. I think. I think the way it would have worked out is they would have been going to KC. They would have been going to KC. Yeah, if they'd lost, they were going to KC. So they'd have been playing Saturday night on a short. You don't talk about a short right, week. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, they not lucked out. They earned it. They earned it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could have gone a lot differently in terms of rest. Yeah, I mean, it's great to be that Sunday night game, but not really. Yeah, you know, there's usually going to be two playoff teams. It's the the last game of the season. They're not going to put junk out there, right? So, I mean, they'll really have two full practices Thursday and Friday before they play this game. Okay. So keep an eye on receiver in the corner. Yeah, more than anything. And, and you know, when you list a guy as limited in a walkthrough, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He probably walked on. He the field. walked through. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, they're in sweats. Yeah. I mean, no one's even wearing a helmet to walk through, are they? No. Nowadays? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, the, to me, it won't be surprising, for example, if Terrell Dodson is DMP tomorrow. Right. With that shoulder right. issue. Because it's – anyone could really be out there. He, yeah. Anything, I mean, right? it's a shoulder injury. He can walk through. He can walk through. <laughs> He's not taking on blockers at yeah, all. I'm right. sure he wants to play in this game and, and you know, do everything he can to, to mm-hmm. play in this game. But he's one to watch, too. Yeah. yeah he's not a sure thing or – Probably won't be 100%. Yeah, but none of the guys who have, like, calf injuries, knee injuries, they didn't they didn't even walk through. They didn't even walk through. I mean, so, they might be hurting. I mean, yeah. they're in the training room, yeah. So, interesting. No, yeah. We'll be on it. We'll see how it uh, how it all works out I'm here. curious what theirs looks like tomorrow. It sounds yeah. like the Steelers is 
kind of know what you're getting from the Steelers. It's pretty, it's pretty at this point in the season. We know we already knew who the injuries were. Mm-hmm. At this point, they're a little healthier, other than the Watt issue. Well, we know he's not playing. Though. Yeah, like who are we waiting around on bated breath with for the Steelers? Nobody, really nobody at this point. Yeah, the, the older guys rested. Watts out. Minka's in. Yeah, they also officially uh, added uh, Demonte KZ back to the active roster. Nice, which yeah, I yeah, think yeah. is a big ad for them because yeah. that frees Minka Fitzpatrick up to do other stuff. Yeah, and Rowe's been a nice find. Yeah, I mean, I think Big Nickel's now much more on the table. Minka's flexibility is much more on the table. Peterson Here. showed you he can do a lot of more things. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. Just the 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 flexibility they have in the secondary. I don't know how the Bills approach that this week. Yeah, what they expect to see from the Steelers secondary. Yeah, the, the article I wrote this week was, boy, it stinks at Watts out, but the back seven has a lot more flexibility, pieces, parts, and in this matchup, that's pretty important. You know, Porter's yeah, Porter's gonna be on Diggs, Minka might be on Kincaid. You know, not every snap, of course, but a lot. And you didn't have those options before. Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent with you right. on that. Um, that's going to do it for our show today, Matt. Okie doke. So, good stuff. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll be live tomorrow, presumably, as opposed to uh, taping as we did today. Uh, but for my partner, Matt Williamson, I am Dale Lally. Uh, you've been listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.